Hello and welcome to Into the Funkoverse. This is season three, episode six. And today we're going to be talking about Marvel theories. Now I've gathered some of your opinions, but I've also been online to look at some Marvel theories as well. So we can discuss them. There are so many conspiracies and things that people think surrounding the MCU and maybe different parts of the Marvel Universe. But I find it so interesting what people come up with and to see where their imagination goes for a fictional franchise. So the first theory is from Murdoch Pops. They said Steve didn't end up with Peggy at the end of Endgame. I find this really interesting. This is this is all they've given me. So obviously at the end of Endgame, we got a look into where Steve went and it looks like he's with Peggy. I'd love to know why you do not think that Steve didn't end up with Peggy. Do you think he came back just to dance with her? Or, you know, how then did he come back as his old self? I think it's a very open discussion to have. To just give that statement, there is a lot of questions surrounding like, well, why or what do you think he was doing then if he didn't actually stay with Peggy? Steve going back to Peggy at the end of Endgame, I think is very controversial. For me, when I watched it in cinema, I was like, oh, that's really sweet. But now thinking about it and all the things that I've seen online, I'm like, why? It is interesting why they did that. And it's interesting to see him come back as old man Steve. But if he didn't end up with Peggy, where do we think he was? Because he obviously didn't come back to our universe. So he must have been gallivanting somewhere if he wasn't with Peggy. This next theory is from Starry Simsy. And they said... Everyone who got snapped is alive in another universe. So what I'm guessing from this is that everyone that got blipped, snapped away in Infinity War, was somewhere else in a different universe. I would love to know what universe and what would the conversation be when a load of them just kind of snapped away and then turned up somewhere else. I think that's very interesting because, you know, We've seen the five years where the people were snapped. We we saw the five years of what happened. And we've seen in Hawkeye that Yelena, you know, it happened in the in a space of a few seconds. She snapped and then she come back. And to them it felt like nothing. But but actually did something happen in those few seconds that they actually went somewhere else? It's very interesting. But seeing as in Hawkeye we saw how Yelena reacted. Maybe maybe they didn't. I don't know. You never know. It's uh this is an interesting one. And I'd love to know that what universe would you think that they got snapped to? And the conversations that they would have had to try and get back. I think that's really cool. Also by Starry Simsy, we have Moon Knight has more than three personalities. So during the series of Moon Knight, we see Mark Spector and Stephen Grant having to fight for their personalities and we always had a glimpse of the third personality and there was a lot of hints in that throughout the series and at the end it's revealed that there is obviously Jake and he is the third personality but with him having DID does he have more personalities that haven't come out yet and maybe if they do another series or if he comes into the MCU in a film or something then maybe we might see that it was interesting how they dealt with jake 
whilst Stephen and Mark were kind of figuring themselves out. But there was always that third personality there and it was just kind of hidden. But at the end, it's coming more known that he has three personalities. So it will be interesting. But if, if he had another personality, do we think it would be good or do we think it would be bad? Because you think Stephen's, he's a good guy. He's Stephen. Mark is on the edge. He's, he's a bit of both. He's a bit of an anti-hero, really, I would say. And then you've got Jake that's more of a, you know, he'll go around killing people. It's, it's not, not really a big issue for him. So what would we think if there was another personality to Moon Knight? So this one is online and it says Thanos adopts Gamora only to have someone to sacrifice. Now in Infinity War we see the flashback of Gamora where half of her planet gets demolished by Thanos as he wants to keep everything balanced as things should be. Um, (laughs) Do we think he kept her or adopted her? just because he knew he needed someone to sacrifice for the soul stone. This is really, really interesting. Reading on, it says, There's a fan theory that pictures Thanos as an even darker soul. It says he never really adopted Gamora because he really wanted to, but instead, he knew to get the soul stone, he would need to sacrifice someone. But after adopting her, he becomes too attached to her and adopts Nebula. According to the theory, his next plan was to send Nebula and Gamora to get the Soul Stone, where Gamora would sacrifice Nebula. That's deep. Obviously, we know Gamora's adopted by him. But to think that he could have had this all planned out way before it all kind of kicks off would be mind-blowing. The fact that he would literally keep Gamora just to sacrifice her, but then be too attached to then have Nebula... So then she would have to sacrifice her. It is very, very interesting. And especially as Gamora was the only one who knew where the soul stone was. I want to know how she knew where the soul stone was. And it's surprising that she didn't tell Nebula. But obviously we know why. And we know why she didn't tell anyone. And she's the only one. But I think that theory is mind-blowing. Because imagine if he just adopted her just to sacrifice her when the time came to get the soul stone. So another online one is, in Spider-Man No Way Home, Peter will join the Venom symbiote to beat the Sinister Six. Now, I don't know if this was done before No Way Home came out, but I'm taking this theory as if at the end of No Way Home, we see that there is a bit of symbiote left behind from Eddie in a different universe, and he gets sent back. Now, surely in the MCU, they will be doing something with Venom, bringing him into the universe. But by putting the symbiote in and leaving him at the end has definitely started the cogs turning because there could be something in the MCU that will lead up to either Peter being taken over by the symbiote or maybe there's a new Eddie in our universe that may be taken over by Venom. But with this theory, it says that Venom doesn't want to kill Spider-Man. Instead, he wants to ditch Eddie and join forces with Peter Parker. And then it says Venom would hunt Peter down in the universe to only find himself with Eddie again. As I believe that this is probably said before No Way Home came out, it does say the Venom symbiote will give Peter Parker newfound strength to win the fight against the Sinister Six. And the end of the movie will have Peter in his iconic black suit with the white Spider-Man emblem. 
Eddie will now have a reason to hate Peter. And in the next movie, when Peter ultimately rejects the Venom symbiote, the symbiote will hate Peter as well. The next time we see Venom, it will be to rejoin with Eddie and he will keep his white Spider-Man emblem and web-slinging ability will finally have a comic accurate Venom. So this is a bit of a mix and I really can't tell if it is to say for No Way Home which has already come out or if it's saying for future stuff after No Way Home because obviously the symbiote was left at the end of the movie. I just find this interesting because we already had a little bit of the Sinister Six. We've had obviously Sandman, Goblin, Doc Ock, uh, Lizard, I can't remember who I've said, Electro. And so there are obviously tons of other Spider-Man villains. And we saw in the rifts when Doctor Strange was trying to close them that we had Scorpion and we had Rhino and there was a, there were so many villains in there. We could either have Peter joining up with Venom or us having a new Eddie Brock to have Venom feed off of him. I think they definitely will be including Venom at some point. Definitely will be interesting how and who he goes with first. So that theory is a little bit, you know, kind of true. But also, will it happen? We, we don't know. We can find out. Another one is that the Eternals created the Ten Rings in Shang-Chi. So during the Eternals, Cersei finds out that the Eternals are not who they thought they were. Amongst other secrets about their identity, they believe that there are protectors of Earth, but actually they are partly the cause of Earth's destruction. To stop this, Fastos constructs several ring devices for the Eternals to channel all of their powers into. In Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings, when Wenwu discovers the rings, they give him powers and abilities to live longer. So this person believes who wrote the theory that the Ten Rings came from a failed rebellion attempt by the Eternals against the Celestials a few million years ago. While it was never explicitly said, it actually is quite possible that the Eternals had a similar moment of revelation about their true purpose and chose to fight against it. There were lots of things about Eternals and Shang-Chi possibly linking, especially with the Ten Rings and obviously the Eternals having these ring devices to channel their powers. And at the end of Shang-Chi, there was obviously a beacon that was going off. And people thought, is it because of the Celestial? Um, obviously, Wong was in this and he said that since the blips come back, there was like something going on. And that he basically needs the Ten Rings to kind of figure stuff out. It, it's kind of all over the place. It's still a mystery. And a lot of people did notice that Shang-Chi and possibly the Eternals related but did the Eternals create the Ten Rings? And if so, how did they get to be where they were when Wenwu got them? So that's very interesting because we've seen a lot of things about Eternals and Shang-Chi relating and it will be interesting where they go. I feel like Eternals is very much forgotten at the moment and, you know, there is a massive celestial hand sticking out in the ocean in some part of the world and we don't know where they are now, assuming as the Celestial took Cersei and some of the others. So we should be seeing them again soon, hopefully. Not sure when, because there's a load of other projects going on at the moment. But we cannot forget about Eternals, especially as we've got Dane, who's going to become the Black Knight. And we also have Blade, who is at the end as well. So it's very interesting how this theory may move along, but I don't think it'll be for a while yet. So there are many things surrounding Natasha and the Soul Stone. 
obviously Natasha sacrificed herself so Clint could have the soul stone, but many people still think that Natasha could possibly be alive. So we know that Gamora obviously got sacrificed and she is dead. And 2012 Gamora seemed to stay and obviously that's her personality now, as we see in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. But people think that Natasha might still be alive. And what people are confused about, I would say, is when Steve has to return the soul stone, because he has to return all the infinity stones, what happened when he returned the soul stone? So this theory says that now after Tony Stark's snap destroyed Thanos, they had a deal of returning those stones right from where they were picked. Therefore, it would not break reality. Whilst doing that, Steve never returned the soul stone. Well, how could he? If he was to replace the soul stone, then Thanos would easily find the stone in an alternate timeline and the destruction would be inevitable. So the theory is that he would instead stop Natasha and Clint from getting the soul stone in the first place. If the theory is true, then it would mean that she's still alive. Because if you think about it, if he had to go and return the soul stone, he would have to literally do it. Would he have to do it before the event happened between Clint and Nat? Or afterwards? And then what happens to Natasha? But we know that Gamora never came back. But because there are so many theories surrounding Natasha, I feel like there are many possibilities. I think our Natasha is dead. I think, you know, seeing as Gamora is dead, she never came back. It's only 2012 Gamora that we see now. I feel like our Nat has died. But because there's a multiverse and there are so many more dimensions and other things that now the MCU have brought in, anyone that has died, such as Tony... They could be brought back, but it won't be our version. I did see somewhere that people think that she's just waiting at Vormir for someone to come pick her up. Um, that's such a casual thing, isn't it? So yeah, I think it's interesting. I think also a lot of people are in denial because same that Natasha's died. It's such a such a tragic thing. It was a really tragic moment in the movie and always will be sad. Actually, I want to know from you guys. Do you think it should have been Clint or do you think it should have been Nat? Because I still think it should be Nat, even though it is very sad. I think Clint had more to live for, in a sense. Now, speaking before watching Black Widow, I felt like it made sense that she sacrificed herself. However, after watching Black Widow, it must have been even harder knowing that she had Yelena and parents, if you will. But I'm guessing they all got snapped. So then she's also like, well, what what am I living for? I might as well bring them back rather than me kind of thing. And we do see that Nat kind of struggles a bit more with the whole snap than what we realise. And I think we notice that more now after Black Widow. My opinion's changed a little bit, but I still think it should have been Nat. So definitely let me know if you think it should be Nat or Clint. So me and my girlfriend had a conversation about Marvel theories and what we possibly think. And another one that we thought of was The Watcher. Now, we know in the What If series that he watches over every possible universe there is. What if, <laughs> pun intended, uh, <laughs> what if he was in the MCU? What you know, imagine if he was watching the over the MCU and our universe. Could that be possible? Could there be hints throughout? Will we see the Watcher in the future? 
could be a possibility. I think he was a great addition to add into the What If series. The Watcher is a very powerful being, as we've seen. So it'd be interesting if they do actually bring him into the MCU at all. What purpose he may serve? Dunno, because we've obviously seen what he does in What If series. But the question does stand, is the Watcher in the MCU? Do we think that he's been watching everything that's happened? Another theory or questions that are going around is, is there anyone who may know Peter Parker as Spider-Man? Obviously in No Way Home, he does the spell that makes everyone who knows he's Spider-Man doesn't know he's Spider-Man anymore. <laughs> and does this work for people off Earth? Now we know it happens for different universes, seeming as everyone kind of started disappearing from the other realities that uh, had been starting to come into ours. But is there actually anyone that knows that he, Peter Parker, is Spider-Man still? Could this apply to anyone off Earth? It is just a question that needs to be asked. And what happens when you look back over the events of the Avengers and everything like that with Endgame? What do they what do they remember? Do they just remember Spider-Man being there? But like Captain Marvel, she said, oh, like, kid, I can handle it from here kind of thing. Will she still remember? I don't know. I just don't know how well the spell works, what actually will happen. So it will be interesting to see how Peter Parker continues and what will happen. And we know at the end of No Way Home, he doesn't even tell Ned or MJ, which was, you know, I was punching the air. But um, yeah, do we think that anyone else may know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man? I do think there are many, many theories surrounding this. I think it depends on the technicality of the spell and actually what implies. It could be straightforward like it is right now where it's like, right, anyone who knows Spider-Man as Peter Parker doesn't know Peter Parker exists. He does not exist. Peter Parker is not a being to many people anymore. But how technical does it get? Like, I don't know. There are so many different options, so many different opinions that do other people off-world in other realities still know. So it'll be interesting where they take Peter because I do feel bad for my boy. <laughs> and I think to finish up with this episode, obviously we've just had Secret Invasion come out. There was six episodes. Now, there's been a lot of love-hate with this series my opinion, I absolutely love Secret Invasion. If you think that I should do an episode on Secret Invasion, I am more than happy to because I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. It really linked in with the comics and a lot of things surrounding the scrolls and Nick Fury. I, I thought it was a very well put show. First two episodes were a bit hit or miss. I really found it hard to get into. As we got in though, I was really nerding out and... I really, really enjoyed it. So if you want me to do an episode about Secret Invasion, let me know. But the big thing with Secret Invasion is that we found out, spoiler alert, that there has actually been over a million scrolls living on Earth. Isn't that just crazy? That blows my mind that there's literally over a million scrolls on Earth. I mean, I, I guess that's a small amount compared to how many people live on Earth. But that's still a lot of scrolls. But there are so many theories surrounding who is or is not a scroll. And now everyone's going to be questioning who's a scroll. There's been a lot of theories about Captain Marvel being a scroll, seeing as she's been dealing with them from the start. 
there has been a lot of speculation about maybe Tony Stark is a scroll, so you know he isn't actually dead. However, you know he did actually die, didn't turn back into a scroll. As yet again, if you saw in Secret Invasion, if you die, if a scroll dies that is in disguise as a human, they turn back into their actual selves. There are many theories about Rhodey, yet again, very much a spoiler alert if you have not seen. But Rhodey was a scroll, and we do not know how long for. There are many theories about him either being after Civil War or after Falcon and Winter Soldier. He was in hospital gowns. He was in there for a long time. They stated that. So it really, really depends on when he got taken so a scroll could disguise as him. But the main question and theories are who's a scroll and who's not a scroll and that's what they want you to question is who can you trust, who can't you trust. But then people are making that into theories about our superheroes and actually, well, so-and-so could be a scroll, so-and-so could be a scroll. So I think the whole scroll dilemma is very valid because of what we've learned in Secret Invasion. I think that there are possibilities of maybe more people being scrolls, as we've seen that Rhodey was for a long time. Whether it was after Falcon and Winter Soldier or if it was before then or after Civil War, we don't know yet. We may know in the future, but it definitely shows who can you or can you not trust. And going and sitting through that series definitely made you put those questions into your head so i definitely recommend secret invasion i know a lot of people hated on it or a lot of people did not enjoy it but i think having the whole conspiracies surrounding the scrolls is such a big part to what may come in the mcu there are many 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 more theories and conspiracies surrounding the marvel cinematic universe and marvel in general there's some ridiculous ones, but also there's really some that are mind-blowing in a sense. It picks at your brain, makes you think a little bit more. And I love that. I love seeing all these different theories, whether they're ridiculous or not. It just makes you question and think a little bit more into the movies and TV shows themselves. So I love theories, as long as they don't get too out of hand. <laughs> I know there are plenty more theories that I could talk about, there are plenty more that are out there, but I thought they were a good pick for today's episode. If you want me to do a part two, or have anyone else on to talk about Marvel theories, more than happy to. I thought it was a good roundup of, I think I had a good mixture of different theories from people as well as on the internet, as well as my own kind of theories, such as The Watcher or Spider-Man. And I could talk for ages about different Marvel theories and what people think because there are so, so many different options and opinions out there that could tie into anything Marvel. But I hope you guys enjoyed and I hope that you're enjoying the episode so far. We have four more episodes to go until we're at episode 10. I could even continue past that or I can make a season four. Depends when we get there. But we have four more great episodes coming Maybe some more guests, we'll find out. But like always, keep up to date on Instagram. I'm trying to do the best I can. I know I haven't been able to do many highlights or teasers at the moment. Life has been crazy, but thank you for being patient. And I will try and put out as much as I can. And as always, I'll keep you updated when the next episode will come out. But thank you so much for listening. 
Don't forget to get involved, put your comments, opinions down. My DMs are always open for chats like this and I appreciate every single one of you that's listening. So thank you so, so much and I will see you next time for episode seven. Bye.